back to the Mike Meets London Tastemakers podcast. In this episode, I chat to Alex Large, one of the co-founders of Mediterranean Brunch Bot, Brother Marcus. We talk about the earliest days of flyering on the street corners to bring people into their former Greasy Spoon in Balham, all the way through to expanding to multiple sites across London and how to stay ahead of the competition. We're caught up in their offices above their restaurant in Spitalfields, and without further ado, let's dive in. So I'm here in Spitalfields with Alex, one of the co-founders of Brother Marcus. And I was wondering whether you could kick us off by saying hello, first of all, and uh, give us uh, the elevator pitch for what Brother Marcus is. So, um, as you said, I'm Alex, one of the co-founders. There's also Tass and Arthur as well. Brother Marcus is an Eastern Med, uh, Eastern Mediterranean all-day dining restaurant group with two sites in London, uh, heading on to three. Amazing. Good tight elevator pitch. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> so what kind of led to you getting into sort of the food business? Do you have a like particular history with food that like, well, led you down? Interestingly, all, all of us have uh, have some, in some shape or form, some background in food. So for a start, Tass, his family have a restaurant in Crete. Oh, okay. Um, and so Tass grew up among food and mm. cooking and in Greece as well, which is, you know, massively why we are, mm. the concept we are. I was an actor before doing this, so uh-huh. was working a lot in hospitality. And actually, I worked, I've actually worked in hospitality since I, since I was about 16, so mm. I'm like... Veteran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I worked a lot in London. In oh, I worked for Caravan for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, um, I mean, I'm talking, like, waiter level as an yeah. actor. <laughs> uh, and other bars and baristering all over the place and Arthur had also worked in street food and prep kitchens right, right. and then we were all working in street food before we decided to set ah. up Brother Marcus. Yeah. Perfect yeah that was going to be my my follow-up you know like how, how did yeah, you, you all come together like what led to Brother Marcus becoming well what it is. Yeah so we, we were all at school together um, right. from 16 to 18 and then we left school all went into separate things and then, I guess, I don't know, how old were we? We were 26 when we started it. Hmm. So we were probably 24, 25, all working in street food right, right, right. Uh, for um, Steakhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Lily was at school with us as well. Right, right. And uh, so we were working there and we were doing a festival. And we were like, we're not what we're doing. Like, come <laughs> on, we can do this ourselves. Yeah, all um, the best ideas happen. It's like starting festivals, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good space for Yeah, it. battered. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we essentially were looking for a space and we came across this space in Ballam. Um, right. And there was a loose link there with the landlord and we just, he had a greasy spoon in there and we said, can we take your greasy spoon off you? And for, you know, what, what, what's the rent? Right, and right. just give us your kit and everything <laughs> in there. Agreed a price and we built everything off site. Okay. Um, in Tass's garden on £3,000 each, so £9,000. We built the restaurant. We'd gone in there with tape measures and everything <laughs> like that. And then we popped it up in three days right. and got open that week because we didn't have enough money to pay rent that first week. We had to Joy. turn money over to pay rent. Yeah, so that's how Amazing. that's how we got going. Yeah, I mean, we'll de- definitely uh, dig into those early days. Uh, but I was wondering, like, first of all, sort of why... I mean, you mentioned, like, Tass's Crete restaurant-like background. Like, why, apart from that, like, specifically sort of Eastern Mediterranean, like, what were kind of the the elements of that that you wanted to bring into Brother Marcus, I suppose. So I think, first off, we, when we first opened Balham, 
really honest, we genuinely had no concept. We right, just right. opened <laughs> and we were just serving brunch and it just happened to be good food. Right. <laughs> and then as we were like, oh, this is actually, we're quite serious about this because we, we genuinely weren't that serious about becoming mm. restaurateurs as we opened Ballon. We just thought, let's give it a go and see, yeah, yeah. see what happens. And then we were like, no, this is actually, this is working and we really like this. So then we were like, well, we need an evening concept with this because there's no point locking the door every day at four o'clock. Right, right. And we thought, well, what, what is the brunch now? And everyone kind of thought, are they Antipodean? Are they like Aussie place? And, <laughs> right. But because Tass had done all the food, a lot of the food was naturally gr- like quite right, Greek right. and Mediterranean. And it's sort of Cypriot influence as well because his family are also Cypriot. Hmm. So then we were like, well, let's use it. Tass, you designed the menu and you've been designing the menu. You know this. Mm. And so let's use it. So then we started going to trips out there. Okay, and right, yeah. um, we also sort of fell in love with the style mm. of, I think, the sort of family feeling of when yeah, you sit down yeah. and, and the sharing aspect. And we just love that style of eating and the, the, the sort of all the culture that goes behind it over there and I think we went Eastern Med rather than just Greek because mm. you know they've all got this big argument of who, who created hummus and they <laughs> right, all yeah, think yeah. that they have the best one and sure. it, it all came from us and we just love that giant like, <laughs> battle across the whole Eastern Med of like what came from where mm. and so we just went for it all nice i mean yeah why, why stop at like some of it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly amazing so yeah as, as you said you kind of started from brunch that's been kind of like the core like from the very beginning like yeah. h- how did you find reception to that in the very early days how were uh, yeah how were how was that first kind of few weeks or months like yeah your, i mean uh, greasy spoon <laughs> yeah i think i mean we'd all never owned a business at all and that we didn't have any staff so we opened and it was me on the floor arthur on the bar and tass in the kitchen and it was absolutely mental but mm. just so much fun like i remember the first first person walking in and just almost like crying being like we actually have like <laughs> right. a customer and it's yeah. within the first hour of us opening nice um and then yeah the first i remember the first weekend was i don't know in balham on a busy weekend we'd probably do between 200 and 250 people a day right. on saturday right. and then sunday so in that region i would say on that first weekend i don't know 150 people came in okay. on the saturday and probably similar on the sunday yeah. and we just couldn't believe how yeah. like we were so so like blown away it, it completely exceeded our expectations yeah, yeah, yeah. what um, were you doing to get the word out so like... we were standing on the corners flyering okay. ourselves and just i think we did like 50 percent off food and one pound coffees nice and <laughs> for the first four days and i, I think we flyed for like a week before mm-hmm. we um did the build and and yeah and just there chatting to people telling everyone i, I think we knocked on people's doors as well okay, and like yeah <laughs> flyers whatever and, works yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, luckily for us, we were closing at like four or five o'clock. Mm. So we could like lock the door and have an evening. And we were working seven days a week, but not in right. the evening. So it's kind of, it was manageable at the time. Nice, nice. And yeah, like we, we mentioned brunch kind of, I guess both back then and also sort of now, like what do you think sets your brunch apart from kind of, I guess, the infinite number of other brunches in town? Yeah, I, a very tricky question. And I think... Our brunch, you know, we take very simple ingredients and there is the Mediterranean twist to it, but we don't, it's not overly fussy. Mm. It's, it is simple, really fresh ingredients. There's absolutely nothing that we buy and we make everything in-house. Right, right. 
uh, apart from my pitter, just in case. Uh, <laughs> I'd, uh, Don't get, get caught out yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think really fresh ingredients, cooked well, uh, made fresh, and I think the service alongside that, that sort of friendly family mm-hmm. feeling of service. I, I think it's a very tricky question of yeah. what sets us apart from other people because yeah. we we aren't we don't want to be concept driven. It's always right. been something that we have said. It's like let's not focus on a really sharp concept. Let's just deliver really good food, really good mm-hmm. service, really good drinks within the Eastern Med and 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 the style of it. Nice. And do, do you have like a a favourite thing that you do out of that portfolio <laughs> of the dishes? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the stepsister, or, or, or it was the stepsister, but it's the fritters. Right, right. Uh, we changed the names a couple of years ago, but I think the fritters are, are great, and they they've stuck around, and every weekend they're there. They always come out on so top. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's an awesome dish, and it's really fresh. The like the flavours are really well balanced in it, and yeah, it's also really Greek. Fritters, mm. courgette fritters are yeah, yeah. very Greek, uh, and feta fritters are very, very Mediterranean, and I think it's it's what epitomises what we do. Mm. Uh, nice. The nicest as well. Probably a bit of a side note, but why did you change the name from Stepsister? <laughs> uh, I think we found that we when we opened up in Spitterfields, and we had Spitterfields and Angel doing the all day, and Ballam was just brunch at the mm. time, it worked in Ballam, the names, but then the name, we found there was a bit of a disconnect between the brunch and lunch and dinner menu right, right. and so we wanted to bridge that and make them I guess make it tie together nicely mm. uh, and I felt like the names were starting to make it feel like two separate concepts concept right, under right. one roof so yeah that was why we went Makes with sense. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you, you talked about having obviously like multiple sites like you were in Malham and then Angel and Spitalfields and popularity obviously like gone through the roof since your original um yeah. start in Valum. like w- was this kind of always the trajectory that you wanted i mean you said you weren't like thinking too seriously about becoming restaurateurs or whatever but like how's the how's the growth happened i suppose yeah i think um once we once we got Ballum open and we realized that it was something that we were really enjoying and and that this was something that we we were quite serious about at that point we actually then took on an inve- investment right, and right. and to grow angel and so we then had a plan of like, right, let's open Angel, see if we can make the all-day offering work. We got that to work. Mm. And then we were like, well, you know, what do we want to do? How many of these can we have in London without damaging our brand and, and so that the sites aren't sort of cannibalizing each other? Right, right. Um, and so we have a number that we're always working to to get to in London while also really, really focusing on maintaining proper operations in the site mm. and not... Growing too quickly is, uh, you know, as a lot of people talk about. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we're on target. I think COVID was uh, a major hiccup. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're on target. And we, 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 yeah, we have a number that we're aiming for in London to sort of spread it evenly. Yeah. 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 Nice. And so, I mean, was COVID, because you recently had to close your Bellman restaurant, right? Yeah. So was COVID like a big factor in that decision? Or? A- a- absolutely not. It Ballum when we took on the space, we were only supposed to be there for a year. Okay, right. And we were there for five and a half. It was a really tough one because there's huge maintenance issues in the in that mm. building and the landlord always planned to develop the flats above and right, extend right. it and knock over the garden and make it one long restaurant rather than a inside and a garden. Mm. And we sort of had this thing of like, well, we really want to spend some money here and, and bring it up to the spec of yeah, Angel yeah. and Spitterfields, but if he's going to knock it down and how do we do this 
and the extraction wasn't strong enough there wasn't enough space the, I mean the, the pl there was huge plumbing issues and right. so we just said look have the site back give us a call when you've done the building work and then maybe we'll pop another one in in there if, 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 if the time's right yeah fingers crossed back yeah. to the roots yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> nice. yeah so, so what were, I guess, the biggest challenges? I mean, there's the, the obvious ones that everyone faced in terms of like lockdowns and closures and things. But yeah. yeah, like how have the last sort of year and a half, two years been for you guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously awful and incredibly stressful, but really kept us on our toes. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to pivot and, and, and change what you do and try and shape what you do in another way to make it work with, mm -hmm. with, with the restrictions. Obviously, we did the stepsister boxes, right, cook yeah. at home boxes, which honestly weren't, wasn't anything, there was no huge financial gain right. from it. Packaging's really expensive and it takes a lot of time to put turmeric yogurt in right. a little like, bag and <laughs> yeah. cut the, but it was just a great way to keep in touch with the followers that we have sure, and something yeah. to talk about on social media and just to keep alive and yeah, be yeah, able to sure. talk about something. We did a bit of like uh, videos of making cocktails at home yeah, right. and we got everyone to like get the stuff together and go through making cocktails and tasted some dishes which is which is great fun and it's yeah. a, like it forced us to interact with our guests and following in a way that we'd never had to yeah, think yeah, about before but yeah lockdown it just seems to seem to go on and on didn't it all of them um but we we just decided at one point that it was time to focus on what we do mm. uh, best which is in-house dining and we just took the time from january to march this year to really strengthen our operations all the systems that we have in place all the team and build a head office mm. and work out how that head office is what the, what jobs they're going to do right, how right. we're going to fit within that and i think that's really made this year so positive mm. having done that work which we'd never ever get the chance to do again if we don't go into another lockdown touch wood <laughs> um but yeah it, we we made the best of it we made the mm. best of, best of a crisis all you can do, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we were talking beforehand as well, like as yeah. part of that, yeah, you decided to bin off the, the kits, basically. Yeah, oh, it wasn't the kits. We were doing takeaway. Oh, sorry, the deliveries. Yeah, 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 we were doing takeaway. And we, like, volume wasn't there anyway. Mm. I guess it'd be a different story if we were doing 150 orders plus a night. But yeah, we just said, we're focusing so much on this. Let's just, like, we know we're going to open at some point in this year <laughs> yeah let's just focus on that let's let's really make sure that whatever we do we do it the best we can mm -hmm. amazing and so i mean obviously you mentioned your, your number of sites that you have planned and bound closed sadly but you've got another one on the horizon right yeah we're, we're not going to talk about details no i, I actually have to talk about it because <laughs> oh, okay. i think if uh, we're, su we're signing and we start building next week so yeah the new site is in borough yards in borough market uh which we're really 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 excited about yeah, incredible it's, yeah it's an area that we have always known that our brand would fit. Mm. It's got seven day trade. I think it's like the mothership of like <laughs> London food. Um, and yeah, we're really, really excited to be there. Oh, fantastic. I mean, is it going to be the same sort of concept? Are you going to think, yeah, mix things up slightly? Or? So it's, it, it's obviously, it's going to be called Brother Marcus. Mm -hmm. um, something that we do with all the sites, and it's not a huge thing, but there's a slightly different cooking style from the kitchen that okay. comes in each site. So in Spitzfields, we've got the P-Day oven, mm. um, which we don't have in any other site and we won't do. And so each site, we're going to try and have a unique cooking right, style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a specific grill, that I forget the name of, that Tass is putting in to Borough. Oh, okay. Which Exciting. is, uh, yeah, which is what, we, what we'll do. But it is very much Brother Marcus. Awesome. 
so I mean obviously that's a big thing that's coming up on the horizon are there any other sort of big plans in the works for the future of other markets yeah I mean as I said it's 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 about us like making sure that the sites that we have when we do grow don't feel the growing pains and so I think we'll get borough open mm. and really assess how the head office is working with that uh, and no. make sure it's really secure but yeah we are looking at other sites all all in London at the moment right, right. Um, there is you know we do fancy the idea of branching out yeah a little bit but n- nothing no huge plans yet we haven't i've not gone and viewed a site anywhere outside right, right. london but uh, thinking about it but yeah we, we're seeing some really exciting sites and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all we can say yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. look, look forward to seeing what happens definitely yeah. uh, i mean are you is there anything else kind of in the future for you personally or is it all kind of like focused on brother marcus for now um yeah t- i mean so for all three actually arthur so there's there was there is three of us mm. arthur actually has is still uh, part of Brother Marcus, mm-hmm. but doesn't is, doesn't doesn't deal with the operations. Right, doesn't right. work here anymore, basically. But Tass and I are very focused on this. I think we don't want to put we don't want to pressure it with time. Mm. But Tass and I have also talked about other concepts right, right. Uh, and other ways we can play with the London food scene and and, and, and drinks as well. And we have had some other ideas. Mm. Um, I think that because I think there is a limit to how many Brother Marcuses we can do sure, in London. Yeah. I, I know we don't want to sort of splash out everywhere on every corner and just yeah, open sites yeah, yeah. for the sake of it got to be so careful with where you position mm. so yeah there are, there are definitely ideas for Tass and I and, and the company right, uh, right. to do other concepts at, at some point okay so you'd like try and keep it sort of with the same team and like, yeah, yeah I think so I think it's it's a really smart way not just like logistically with the head office team and and, and management to be able to have it all under one roof but also I think it's exciting mm. makes you quite an exciting company to work for yeah. I think you know there are people out there who do a very good job of it as we all know like JKS they're mm. you know, very smart I love I love the different the variety of restaurants and there are loads of groups out there Ave Maria uh, not Ave Maria the, um, the Big, Mama, Big group. Mama group mm. yeah who I think it's a really a really really great idea mm-hmm. uh, and I think they're really appealing companies to work for Nice. I mean, that, that's a good segue to what I was going to ask you next as well, which is, yeah, leaving Brother Market stuff aside for the moment, if and when you get the chance to kind of hit the town <laughs> or go yeah. out and try or, or competitor research or whatever, yeah, um, yeah. like, wh- where do you like to go and eat? Well, actually, we make it, Tess and I make it a priority to go and eat. I think okay. it's, um, I think we can't expect to be in this industry and mm. not go and try what other people are sure, doing. Sure, yeah. There's a, like, it's so difficult because there's such a different variety. And I'm, I think... I don't love white tablecloth. I'm a real fan of going somewhere that feels like you're being treated on a level that, mm. I don't know, just a really comfortable service is something right, right. I, I find it uncomfortable, white tablecloth. Sure. I really appreciate what they do and I'm not at all dissing them, but they're in different levels. But having said that, uh, I went to an incredible restaurant last week, I got taken there, with, uh, Hunan in oh, yes. Stone yeah. Square. And there's a dish there, the lobster with the, nood- the noodles. It's okay, just... Right incredible i thought it was such a class dish mm. and i thought the whole place was really really good and although it's a little bit it's not white tablecloth at all mm. but i thought the service was really good there the guy oh, was right. incredible talking about the wine to go with his food and it's quite difficult wine uh, food to yeah, uh, yeah with wine and i just was really impressed by it uh, and loved it but where would i go on like a regular thing i love lena stores mm. um I love Italian food right, a lot, right. and uh, my wife and I go to a lot of Italian restaurants and hop around. There's so Lena Stores and uh, Gloria again, both mm. very good. 
And I actually went to uh, Perillon recently. Oh, okay, in right. Kings yeah, Cross. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one as well. Nice. The sort of casual dining esque yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, lot. I'm a yeah, big fan of that stuff. Oh, awesome. Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, the, my other kind of like gotcha question <laughs> is like, what do you think is going to be sort of the next big thing on the, the London food scene? Like, what are going to be the trends that we see over the next months, years? It's a really interesting time for the industry because I think a lot of the bigger groups are leaving leaving town mm. because of covid i think people have been i think the people who weren't great operators have been caught out no. and i think people who have stood the test of covid are the people that are really in this industry yeah and i think that's going to continue with rent moratoriums next year right. and everything like that and i think what's going to appear is some really fresh loads of new operators um, right. and i think it's going to be a really really fast growing scene providing covid does stay He's away it, yeah, yeah and, and, and stay stay where it is for now i think it's i i, I couldn't tell you what cuisine and what sure. style but i i know that it's for us it's definitely something we talk about and how we've right. got to to keep on our toes and fresh and we can't just sit and be like oh, we've got three restaurants yeah, and we we'll just yeah. keep doing what we're doing <laughs> we've got to it's going to be competitive and it's going uh, to be it's going to be really exciting i think yeah nice awesome yeah. and so i guess yeah, if you, if you can't rest on your laurels, and like, apart from opening new sites and things, like what 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 would you do to kind of stay ahead? I suppose how do you innovate? Uh, I mean, going on trips again with COVID when we can, and if not, I do a lot of like reading and I watch like travel things, uh, like <laughs> yeah. just a lot. I don't know, just try and get inspiration, and we encourage mm. the the head office team and the chefs to do the same thing. So not just get inspiration from the East of Med, but also go to other restaurants in London to see what other people are doing. Uh, and it doesn't have to be East of Med food. It can, it can be anything. Just as simple as like a service, something that happened in service that actually was like, that was great. Mm. Uh, let's, let's, let's bring that to the team. And I think, right, right. I think it's ha- pushing our team as well to go and develop. I mean, we, we, we change our menu every season, so four times a year. Right. And every time we have an innovation like system mm-hmm. that we hand to the chefs and be like, follow this. Like, this is how you can think about things. Like, right, okay. go, here's, a, here's a group of 30 restaurants that we would suggest to go to or maybe read this book or watch this program or think about these countries and look at mm. these styles and these cuisines. And I think if we keep the team focused yeah. on innovation, that, can, that will also help us keep up it's not about looking it's not just about what's looking about what's going on in london and trying to match what they're doing but it's just going this is what we do this is who we are let's just keep being better yeah yeah um and i think that's the way to keep up amazing yeah do we do you have a like a eta on when borough's going to appear yeah so as i said we start start building on on this coming monday so i'd say we will probably get in as a team on the 1st of March. So I'd okay. say very early March is when we'll open up and we'll probably do um, a soft launch where uh, maybe we can get your help, <laughs> get some people in. <laughs> Flyering on the street corner. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, so I think um, that's our news. Yeah. Awesome, glad to hear it. All righty, well, thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me. Yeah, no uh, it's been an absolute so much, pleasure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing the, the new restaurant and, and the current ones again yeah. soon. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, mate. Cheers. So there you have it. Thanks so much again to Alex for taking the time to chat to me. I very much recommend finding Brother Marcus in Angel or Spitalfields and soon to be Borough as well for some great food and good times. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Eats London or follow the pod at Mike Meets London. 
you enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd love to hear from you on socials or via email at mikeeatslondon at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions as well. See you next time. <laughs>